What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Athlete Journal podcast. I am so pumped to be here today with my teammate and one of my best friends, Catherine House. Uh, Catherine ran at Michigan with me across country and track is an absolute stud and one of the coolest people I know. So Catherine, welcome on. Hi, Maddie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, I'm such a big fan of your podcast, so I'm so excited to be one of your guests. Ah, thank you so much. Well, I'm super excited to talk about you and your story. Um, but quickly before we begin, I just wanted to shout out Unbeknownst Co. Unbeknownst Co. is a small business here in Portland, Oregon. Emma, the business owner, is awesome. She's a complete girl boss and creates really cool jewelry and art prints. Um, and the good thing is all Athlete Journal podcast listeners can get 15% off using the promo code on her website, AJP15. So definitely check out www.unbeknownstco.com. Okay, Catherine. So back to you. Obviously you later in life got into running. Um, your mom was also a great runner in college and ran a little bit post-collegiately, uh, but your first sport was hockey. Am I correct? Yes. Which is so uh, cool being like a girl that plays hockey. I feel like it, it's, we're still not at the point where that is like super common, which is crazy to think about. So um, kind of talk about that. Yeah, for sure. So my dad actually, um, he played hockey all through college, a little bit of pro after college. My mom, she ran track. It's a great track star. So grew up with two very athletic parents and a very athletic family. Um, and I guess it was just, I guess my dad's also Canadian. So that's kind of where the hockey comes into play. I'm half Canadian. And <laughs> I think by the time I could walk, I was on hockey skates. Um, and I was in my learn to skate class and I was the only girl in there with ho like hockey skates on everyone else had figure skates. And I was so upset. I was not that I wanted figure skates. I was like, get me to go play hockey. So <laughs> <laughs> I played hockey growing up and very like my parents never put hockey or running my brother or I, we played everything growing up. I played softball, I played baseball, I played hockey, I played soccer. Um, honestly didn't even start running until, um, seriously until high school and later in high school. Um, but I always loved hockey, loved the team camaraderie of it. Um, yeah. I thought it was really fun and big hockey fan. So yeah, I played until my junior year of high school. Um, when I was 12, I moved to an all girls team. And then I was fortunate enough to go to a high school where we had an all girls team as well. Um, and then did that with running in high school. Okay. So those were your two sports that you played in high school. Um, like at some point you stopped playing soccer and kind of focused on that, but until the point that you quit hockey in high school, was hockey always kind of number one over running or was it pretty even between the two? Oh yeah. I think if, well, I guess until high school, cause before high school, I was at the level, um, I was like, if you asked me what I wanted to do, I was like, I'm playing college hockey. Yeah. But then when I got to high school, I was like, I, it's a, not a realistic dream, but I love the sport and I want to play. Yeah. And then I think as I got a little bit more into running and better at it, it was pretty obvious that I had to pick one and stick to that if I wanted to take it to the next level. And growing up with both my parents being very successful athletes, mm -hmm. I, and again, they never put this on my brother or I, but it was just kind of all I knew. And I was, I always knew at some point I was going to do a sport in college. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then the more I went through the motions, all the other sports, it was running. That was my true calling, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 
the first day that I met you at, um, it was when we were in high school. I've talked to you about this before, but I don't know. I can't remember if you actually remember like me being there or not. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were at the high school camp that, um, our coach or in college, Mike was putting on, I think it was before, yeah. Our junior year of high school. And I don't remember much about you, except I just thought you were cool. We like went on a run together. And then I remember you were wearing, um, like your, like the shin compress compression socks, I think. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I remember. But then it's so funny that we later went on our official visit together, um, and had just a blast. Uh, I also like distinctly remember being at real seafood with you and your mom and my mom and Mike and just like having like the best time which is funny now because I feel like Mike never took recruits to real seafood after that so I'm happy that we had that experience together I know he really treated us so well um I know I think it's so funny our past crossed several times before actually being teammates um yeah. definitely that made day one so much easier coming and being like okay I know her from cross-country camp way back when right and we were on the same official visit so I know who you are it was very comforting for sure yeah I <laughs> I remember I feel like it was you me Jenna and Michaela like before the rest of the class we knew it was coming in we had a group chat and we sent each other pictures of us in our prom dresses. <laughs> that memory just came to my head right now, but it's just funny looking back. We're so young. <laughs> I know. We're like so excited to be teammates. <laughs> I know. So, it's so yeah, it's, I'm so happy, obviously, that we both ended up at Michigan. I am from Michigan and grew up a Michigan fan, but how did you decide to go to Michigan um, after having grown up like in the city of Chicago, essentially? Yeah, I get this question a lot and I honestly love to answer it. So I, so again, as I went through the motions, you know, in high school, I ended up narrowing down to need to be serious with running if I want to take it to the next level. So focused on doing cross country, indoor, outdoor, um, had to say bye to hockey, ended up pretty much just apply. And I think, again, I was very fortunate to have parents who know how, like the motions to go through when in the recruiting process and they were so helpful. Um, but really started just, I had no idea where I wanted to go, what size school, anything. Like I started from just, I have no idea, uh, but wanted to try to go to D1. So I guess I had some sort of idea with that mm -hmm. pretty much started filling out online questionnaires for every school that I even heard of. My initial list was probably pages long <laughs> and um at the end of the day I ended up narrowing it down to okay I want to go to a big school that um has a really big focus on athletics as a whole I want to go to a top team I don't want to be too far from home but just far enough from home so that kind of narrowed it down to pretty much like the big 10 yeah um and after taking some visits I just knew that Michigan was the place and the actual story that just really sold me on Michigan was after I had taken a visit um, at Michigan and then one other visit to another Big Ten school and it was Chicago or Northwestern was hosting the Big Ten championship for cross country that fall so it was in Chicago and my mom and I had biked over um, to the golf course that it was at on the lake and I just remember being so excited. You know, I was watching a Big Ten meet. It was such a big deal. I was like, this is, it was just such a beautiful fall day. Mm -hmm. And I had gone up to, I like walked up with my mom and I saw the group of girls I'd stayed with at the other school. And I was like, oh my gosh, hi. <laughs> Waving at them. And they were like, oh, like, 
is that? And I was like, oh my God, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. So then I, uh, you know, continue on with my mom. And then I saw the Michigan girls uh, and Meg and Kate and uh, oh. Kayla, they were all, and Lauren, they were all in that group of girls. They were watch- They were there watching their teammates for racing that day. Mm-hmm. And I saw them from like afar, but I wasn't going to say anything. You know, the first time didn't go over that well. <laughs> and they came running up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, Catherine, like, it's so good to see you, like hugs all around. And they're like, come watch the race with us. And so I was like, um, so my mom and I kind of like ran around with them for a little bit. And I, mm-hmm. um, Michigan, I think they got second that year to Penn State, but I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't even care. I saw Mike too. And yeah. they're just like all around just such a welcoming group of girls right off the bat I had so much fun and I was I I called Mike the next day and I was Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna I would love to commit if -hmm. he would have me so it really was that moment that I just was sold I was like these girls were gonna be my best friends yeah Um, I would love to run for Michigan and be a part of Mike's team so that's how I became a Michigan Wolverine (laughs) wow I love that I actually never knew that story so I'm happy that you told it um, it's funny. Cause I look back also as a high schooler, just like idolizing the Michigan team, like the idea that I could ever be on that team just seemed like so far. And then, you know, you start going to the process of recruiting and talking to coaches and, you know, just like slowly getting better and better. And then it's crazy. All of a sudden you're on campus, you had orientation and then, you know, we're doing our first Arb Hill workout. Um, and yeah, I remember it just being like, my eyes were wide open. Like these girls are such great athletes, but eventually you just, you know, with the help of the team being so welcoming and Mike being such a good coach and everyone just knowing like it's a process and we'll get there together. I feel like, um, you know, we both adjusted pretty well, but kind of how I want to talk about your story is, um, first of all, the girls at the big 10 meet that couldn't remember you. I'm sure a couple of years later, like they're like, Oh shit, probably should have been nicer to her because you end up being a multiple time big 10 scorer in cross country, indoor track and outdoor track. Um, and narrowly missing nationals for outdoor track, which is extremely hard to make. Um, you know, all region multiple times, uh, I feel like I might be missing something. I don't know. I feel like anytime you stepped up on the track, like no matter what the circumstance was, like you competed and would just like find ways to win races, which I think um, is something I always admired about you. So talk about like freshman year, getting used to the team and how did you eventually kind of find your stride in your place on the team? Because you left having a huge impact. Yeah. So freshman year, I actually came in, um, as a red shirt. Um, I wasn't, I don't, yeah, I wasn't hurt in cross country, but I red shirted right away. Um, and just knew I was never, um, you know, Illinois in itself is a pretty powerhouse of, um, just a track distance running in a way. So I was never like the best in my state. I was always up there, mm-hmm. but I was never the top. Um, and, so I came in knowing that I still had a lot of room to grow. And I think Mike saw that right off the bat too, which I appreciate. And that's another like huge reason why I came to Michigan because he knew how undertrained I was in high school, which mm-hmm. we both knew it was a good thing, but you know, not every coach views it like that. Right. Um, and so I think we were both, both very like on mutual agreement that I was going to be a red shirt for my freshman year. Um, which was really great because it helped me transition to just college life in general. 
and figure out, you know, how to live on my own for a little bit, um, how to balance school and, you know, taking training up to a next level. Cause it was, it was a big transition. I just remember being really fatigued all the time. I did end up getting hurt, you know, just taking on that training from the little that I was doing in high school yeah, and then putting that all in my body while balancing school. And, um, you know, I would pull a lot of late hours my freshman year that were just probably so unnecessary, but I just didn't do a great job of figuring everything out. But so I feel like my freshman year was a big um, transition into just college athletics and college um, in general. Mm -hmm. And then my sophomore year, I feel like that's kind of when I started um, probably like end of sophomore year. Cause I remember that was the year um, I ran my first 5k ever at the outdoor big 10 championship. And it was really like in that very end of sophomore year athletically that I was like, okay, like I'm starting to get this. And I think I'm really getting the hang of it. Um, This could be really fun. Yeah. Well, that meet was, I remember I had done the 10k a couple days before and was so happy I was done because you guys ran at like 3 p.m. I had to be like 100 degrees on the track. Like girls, I feel like were dropping like flies during that race. Like there were concerns of heat stroke. And I remember watching you and we're like, oh, Catherine's, oh, they're moving back. Catherine's moving up. She's just moving up. And do you remember what place you were? I feel like you, you almost scored, right? I was one place away from scoring. I just think that I didn't know what I was doing the whole time because it's my first 5K ever. Yeah. I was like, well, it must be over soon. How many more laps <laughs> do we have? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because leading up to that, I feel like you ran a lot of um, like, you know, a few 1500s outdoor and where, you know, Mike was a little bit conservative in like the distances. And then um, I don't know, I think it takes a while for people to kind of figure out a 5k, but you just seem to be really natural at that distance. And, um, you know, obviously good thing you figured that out because the next two years, that was like your main event outdoor and, um, yeah, regionals, was it your senior year or junior year when I just remember like watching you and Jesse and at regionals. And again, what place did you end up being? Um, we were both two spots away from making national. So I don't even know what place I would have been at this point. Um, what year was that? I think that was my, that was my junior year. Cause senior yeah. year was kind of offshore with COVID. Right. Um, right. Yeah, that's right. And to give everyone perspective. So to make the regional, um, or to make, yeah, well, to make the regional meet, there are two regions, East and West, you have to be, have a top 48 time in your region. So obviously Michigan being on the east side of countries, east region. And then at the regional meet, all 48 people line up. And if you're top 12, then you make the national meet and it's just whoever is the best on that day. So um I mean the thing about you, I don't remember what you were actually ranked going into that, but you beat a lot of people that theoretically by time going in you weren't supposed to beat. But that just is a testament to the kind of racer that you were. Um, which is kind of the next point I want to get at. I feel like you're the kind of person where, um, you know, everyone in college has some sort of, um, you know, struggle at one point or another. And some people struggle was more like the mental side of it, but that was never you. Like you would step up no matter what, you know, I feel like you could have a broken foot. I think that happened before where you just line up and you compete and, you know, everything else leading up to that is irrelevant. And, you know, that is why you were such a great asset to our team. Um, because of like, you're just so strong mentally and you obviously, 
Um, you know, it, it, it was because you had confidence, but just almost like, even if you weren't in the best, like physical condition, because you did have some injuries that you dealt with, or, um, you know, like having to do all your long runs on the alter G, um, to stay healthy and all of these little things that you seem to pick up on and realize, okay, this is what I need to do to basically get to the line. And then, you know, despite, even if there was something lingering, I feel like you were able to put that aside, which not a lot of other people are able to do. So, um, is there a certain race that kind of stands out where like, you knew that it wasn't necessarily like your body wasn't feeling the best, but then you kind of surprised yourself just because you went out and competed. Yeah, no, for sure. I think there's a few, <laughs> there's a few races that that definitely didn't happen. I think the one that sticks out the most was indoor, um, big tens. I did the three K and I just, I got imaging done that week. And I'd gotten my results back too, but we were like, we're just not going to look at those. <laughs> and we just taped up my leg like crazy. And then it was like immediately, like, right. When you finished, you crossed the line, you were going right into the boot. <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely one, but I will say that I just had so much fun racing that yeah. I just never wanted to approach a race in any sort of stressful way, but that wasn't always the case. I was I got really worked up about races in high school. I think I just put this unnecessary pressure on myself because I always knew I wanted to go take this to the next level when I was starting to take it seriously. So, you know, in that way, I was like, well, every race, like, you know, I have to set, I have to send this coach this time, or like, I have to run this time to, you know, potentially be able to get this scholarship. And so I put this crazy pressure on myself in high school I would get so worked up before races mm. and absolutely I did okay because I got to the point where I was now but I think in college that just isn't sustainable and I almost had this approach where I was like I got here now is the time to have fun yeah and it also came with a lot of trust in myself and my teammates and Mike because mm -hmm. every time I stepped up to the line it's like that was the time to showcase all the hard work that Right. we all do and it wasn't ever anything it was always so exciting to me I was like you know I killed a workout this week like I cannot wait to go run and yeah uh, you know show that off or even in championship season it's like in that moment for me at a big 10 championship I was like I've been training for this moment since August yeah uh, and all that hard work and all of those hours I spent in the training room, all of the hours I spent at the track, you know, all the times that I spent, you know, getting good sleep, you know, eating well, like this is, if this was for this and I can like, it was just always so exciting to me and just rewarding. Yeah. Uh, and so I always just had that approach. So on top of it being very fun and just, you know, I, I always wanted to push my body and just see what I could do. Um, yeah. It came with a lot of trust and then um, I had to build a lot of confidence in myself, but ultimately I think that just came with being on such a good team and having such a great coach. Yeah. And then in terms of all like the injuries and stuff, you know, um, getting to the point where my fifth year and senior year, I was doing all my runs on my, on the alter G right. and, and stuff that took a few years to figure out that I needed to do that. And so yeah. just being at a place and environment that was so welcoming to, you know, be able to let us tailor to our needs and, you know, treat our bodies the way that they needed to be. It, it wasn't just something that 
you know, I walked into Michigan my freshman year knowing that I needed to do all these things. And I held myself in such a way, looking back at it, it was such like a natural progression to get me to the point where I was, you know, my senior year. Yeah, absolutely. And for people that aren't aware, um, an Ultra G treadmill is an anti-gravity treadmill. So it takes a percentage of your body weight off. You like strap into this bubble and essentially it helps release some impact for runners that um, are coming back from injury or um, again, are trying to um, reduce some of the pounding that you get from all the training to stay healthy. So um, it's not always the most fun to have to do a long run on that by yourself in the training room when we all get to go out together on the dirt roads. Um, But again, it's just, it's so great that you were able to uh, realize that that's what you needed um, and then advocate for yourself. And then I feel like you're just such a good communicator with Mike and had a good relationship with him. Uh, I think a lot of people in college do struggle um, in general to figure out what they need because especially in a sport like running, I think there's not one formula. Everyone kind of needs something different. Sometimes it's hard to listen to your body and really figure that out and then have the maturity to communicate that when you're trying to compare yourself to other teammates, or you might have the same goal as one of your other teammates, but get there in a completely different way. So was there like a time that it really kind of clicked with you that you were realizing, okay, um, you know, I need, you know, X, Y, and Z, and that you're able to kind of, um, you know, not only realize that, but then communicate it to Mike. Yeah. Um, I feel like that came pretty quickly early on in my freshman and even in my sophomore year, because both of those years I did have a stress injury mm-hmm. and a lot of that was, I, I just remember being on long run and cranking them out and just feeling awful for like two days later and just being like, this just doesn't feel good. Like, I don't feel yeah. like this is beneficial to me in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of comes, you know, with like the racing schedule, you know, you have like a casual long run. I was like, okay, this, this felt beneficial. I really felt like I flushed this out of my legs or, um, you know, if I have to go cool down on the bike after a workout, instead of, you know, making myself feel like it was all just listening to my body at the end of the day. Yeah. And then just not being afraid to tell that to Mike. And I think, unfortunately it did come with a little bit of injury because I yeah. had to be like, okay, this clearly didn't work because here I am. Right. So when I do come back and healthy, how, how can we prevent this in the future? Yeah. And just opening those conversations, not only Mike, but the strength um, and conditioning staff, the training staff, the nutrition Mm -hmm. staff. So just utilizing all those resources that Michigan had to offer was Mm -hmm. very important to me. And then at the end of the day, and I, I even view this in my professional career now, but you are your only advocate for yourself. So if I felt like I needed something, you know, I had to go make it happen. You know, Mike is the coach of me, but also a bunch of other girls. So I had to sometimes go communicate things to him, not something that he would just naturally have seen. Right. Um, The other thing is too, I think I was just very fortunate that I never really got caught up in what other people were doing. You know, I thought it was actually funny. Like, you know, we were both training for like the 5k, but I'm doing my long runs with the 800 girls. <laughs> yeah. Like, kind of funny. <laughs> right. I know, <laughs> but it just goes to show that everyone's body is different and everyone, um, you know, trains differently, but you might be able to get to the same end result. It's just, there's no one size fits all. I don't in our sport. Yeah. 
Exactly. And that comes with a lot of self-awareness. And as you say, that kind of translates into your like life after college. And, um, you know, there's, again, no one's really telling you, especially when you graduate, like what you should be doing professionally, what you should be doing for fun, where you should be living, you know, all of these things kind of come into play. So it's all about a little bit of trial and error and just kind of knowing yourself. And I've always admired you because again, you're, um, you know, extremely self-aware and able to kind of figure out what you needed. Um, and on top of that, I feel like you just always have the best balance on any of anyone on the team. Like, um, you know, always like doing well in school, but it wasn't like school was your life and doing well and running, but you'd get home from practice and then like practice is over, didn't dwell on it. And, um, you know, great social life as well. I feel like you literally always knew so many people on campus. You'd always be talking about people from like different teams. And I was like, how did you meet them? And it's just because you're like so charismatic and the kind of person to just go out and meet people and connect. So, um, I guess, how did you, have you always had that balance in your life or was it more something like, um, coming to college that, um, you just figured out, okay, this is like what I need to do to be my best self. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I mean, I love my balance, you know, I'm always advocating for, because that's how I was happiest. And I think that, you know, when I was happy doing things socially, when I was doing well in school, when I was doing well in running, that was all because I was, I don't know, making sure that I was okay in every other aspect of life. And then it translated well into others. So I don't think that I would have been as good of a runner if I didn't take care of the other parts so well. Um, so yeah, I loved the balance that I had in college. I don't know. I definitely had it in high school because I did other sports. I did well and I had a lot of friends in high school. I was definitely in the more quiet side, I would say. But um, I don't know. I just, I feel like I came into college and you're just surrounded by so many cool people. Yeah. In athletics and not in athletics. And um, I don't know, on my team too, like all of the girls, like my forever friends. Yeah. Um, and being able to work hard on the track, but also being able to have friends in other sports really got me out of my comfort zone to some degree too, because they would invite me, you know, to go out with them, to go study with them. And so then I'm having conversations outside of more so like the running talk or maybe mm-hmm. some, um, I don't know, on long runs, we probably talk about everything. I know everything about everyone. And so right. I'm being able to leave that and then have some other friends to go chat with all the time. And um, some in-school friends it was just at the end of the day how I was happiest and yeah. I do I'm a very social person like I just love to hang out with people and talk to people and have a lot of friends so yeah uh, yeah yeah no I mean I always thought it was great and again I feel like I met a lot of people through you um, which was awesome so the next thing I kind of want to talk about was what it's been like for you being done with Michigan, obviously had an awesome experience. Um, and as you said, we've like made friends that will have the rest of our lives. Um, but I know we've kind of talked a little bit that it's like weird suddenly not being on the team anymore and then not seeing like our best friends every day. So kind of talk about what that's been like and, uh, give us an update on your life in Chicago. Yeah. So I would say a lot of, I mean, there's moments that ebb and flow. I think right now the girls are at nationals and seeing them do so well the past few weekends, I'm like, oh, I miss those moments. And yeah. I miss these workouts leading up to 
um, these big meets and just that feeling that it gives you nothing will compare to in the real world. Um, in my opinion. Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, I do feel like I put in a really good five years and don't have many regrets when it comes um, back to those five years in Michigan. So I do feel like very satisfied and mm-hmm. uh, like happy with it. So they're good feelings, even though I do miss it a lot. And yeah. I miss, I miss you. I miss all of our roommates. Like I miss so many girls on the team and just like having that constant of like knowing what you guys are doing all the time and how things are. And now it's the occasional catch up mm-hmm. and it is really hard. Like now it's really hard to balance things. You know, I have all my school friends that I have to keep in touch with all the time and yeah. want to have these phone calls, but I also like want to talk to them forever and don't necessarily have time for right. so many hour long um, phone calls. And then I have high school friends as well. I have friends I'm meeting in Chicago. I have work friends. And so yeah. just like me, like balancing it all now on top of my me time and, um, you know, things that I want to do for myself and working out. It's it's really hard and no one really tells you how to balance it all after school. It's almost easier at school. I know. I feel the same way. There's so many things that I want to be doing. And again, like still keeping up with friends and then, you know, meeting new friends out here. And I mean, I love to exercise, but like, I want to do that with people. And like, what do I want to be doing on my weekends? And when do I want to take a trip? as you said, it is hard. They're not, it's not a bad problem to have. We're definitely in a good spot, but it is a lot. So yeah, I, I definitely feel the same way. Yeah. It's a lot. It's very like freeing because you can do anything you want. The world is ours. And so that's a great feeling, but it's almost like, I think you and I both are, we're very ambitious people. You know, I I always want to be doing something. I always want to be bettering myself. I always want to be surrounding myself with great people and it almost just doesn't feel like there's enough time in the day to do it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but so far everything's been great. I'm in Chicago. Um, I'm loving my job. You know, I'm loving trying to figure it out, even mm-hmm. though sometimes it can be stressful. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, my running and my experience at Michigan has shaped who I am today. And I can confidently say that. And I could talk to you for hours about, certain attributes that I've just brought into my career that came from college athletics and it's amazing to see because I think people told me this while I was you know running they're like well you you know you'll have to use this later in your life and I'm like yeah shot like yeah right now it's like you know I'm sitting in a finance job and I'm like oh my gosh yeah like I think I'm okay at this aspect of this job because of sports (laughs) you know I can like, I think one thing that comes to mind is I can take feedback so well. Yeah. And I think that's because I've been coached my whole life and I love being coached. So I almost just feel like that is something that, you know, makes me want to be better at whatever I do. I'm super competitive still in my job, but like in the best way. Um, and I think so far I'm seeing a lot of success in, uh, my career and I can thank a lot of that to Michigan, a lot of that to our team. And a lot of that just to sports. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Um, well, kind of going off of that uh, to date, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned? In sports or just general? <laughs> it can be anything. Um, that's a tough question. I feel like 
kind of going off of what we were talking about with balance, I think that is so important and such a big aspect of my life that when I look back on a lot of different things, you know, whether that was a big race um, or just being happy in general, just having that balance in life is so important. Um, and I think ultimately contributed to the, like the confidence that I had in everything that I take on in life and just having that self-awareness that you said mm-hmm. um, of just knowing what I need and when, and that's it, not, it's not something easy. It's not something that happens overnight, but figuring out what you need and when and how to balance all of that to some degree, because it is a hard thing to do, but when you can, when you can do it, everything just feels like it's meshing and you're just being the best version of yourself. And whether that you're translating that to the track and to another sport, um, to a professional career or to school, you know, it's not just one thing that's driving your life. It's a lot of different aspects. And so making sure you're treating all of those different aspects with life, um, with the same respect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think with that balance, like allows you to have like a perspective of like, at the end of the day, these are the things that actually matter. And these are the things that probably don't. So that's great. Um, and then the last question is, what are you most proud of? I definitely am really proud of, I guess, the person that I have become and a lot of it because of sports. Um, and just the people that I've met through sports as well have just been some of the most touching people in my lives because that you guys like all understand what our college experience was like. Even my high school friends that I met through track, some of my best friends, and those are just like the people that you spend the most time with and it really just shape you. And so being able to surround yourself with people that have similar values to you, similar goals to you, who are so motivated. Like I love hearing what all my friends are doing because I'm like, you are such cool people, but you guys also make me want to be the best version of myself. Um, so I'm very proud of the people that I've let surround me, um, through sports and like helped me become a better person because of it. Um, and just like seeing my confidence grow over the years from where I was in high school, I think to now is a huge change and it's really cool to see, um, me just like grow up. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Well, I am super proud to be your friend and, you know, teammates for life. So, uh, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on this episode. It's been great to catch up and so good to hear your voice. And I'm really excited for everyone to hear this episode. You had a lot of really great things to say. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited for what you're doing with this podcast as well. And just giving, you know, people like me and a bunch of other athletes, a platform to reflect on our experiences. It's really awesome. Oh, thank you, Catherine. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the athlete journal podcast. I'm Madeline Trevison, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.